all starts with the mindset. What's your mindset? Yeah. Today we're going to talk about mindset, body image, and self-esteem. This is Now Tell Us, and I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. At Now Tell Us, we have to get uh, we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us. They come and teach us something that is passionate to them. And always we are having great guests. And that means that we, today we have a great guest with us. Her name is Kayla Douthit. She's going to be here shortly to tell us about this mindset, body language, uh, or rather body image and self-esteem. If you're eager to hear what she's going to tell us, just as I am, please come and join me as we go to meet her. Let's go. Kayla. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. It's a sunny day, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? That is sunny. <laughs> Kentucky. So I'm taking advantage of 70 70 degree or 70 ish degree weather, and it's kind of odd for February. So it's nice out. <laughs> That's wonderful. Welcome to Now Tell Us. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, and we are honored to have you here. Thank you because we are going to hear many things from you now can we first uh, get started by knowing who is kayla sure so kayla doubt that um i'm like i said in kentucky um i'm a mom um, i'm married uh, i only have one kid so far maybe another one some other time um i grew up in kentucky the accent does not lie so <laughs> i definitely have the kentucky accent um, I call myself the anti-diet advocate and body image transformer because um, I know, like you said, we're going to talk more about that. But I used to have two eating disorders for 10 years. I uh, struggled with that and dieting and anorexia and binge eating. And then now I'm all about anti-diet, no diet, no more. Um, and then I help parents help their kids overcome body image, self-esteem and eating disorders. That's cool. Now you talk about no diet. Why? I mean... Tell us why, why you chose that. I did them for too long and they never worked. So um, I was a really big calorie, calorie counter. Um, I over-exercised and just really lived on diets for a long time. And I lost connection with really who I was as a person. I lost a lot of weight, but I really lost myself. And I had a lot of depression and anxiety that came along with my eating disorders. Um, and then just really escalated from there. And then when I went through recovery, I learned about intuitive eating, which is what I do now, um, listening to your body and to really ditch the diets because that's what really, um, they took away so much of from the time I was 15 till I was 25, I was either on a diet, off a diet, back on a diet, not on a diet, back and forth. And it just, um, I just lost myself, honestly. Hmm. Listening to your body. Now that's that could be something new to someone who's listening here. You, you listen to your body. How, how 
and, and we are, maybe we start with the mindset because I said everything starts with the mindset. What is it that uh, with what you're doing now and how does the mindset uh, come come in? So mindset plays a role into everything now. I know um, self-talk, self-care, self-love, all those things that I had to learn during recovery because I didn't have those before. I really mm -hmm. had to learn um, how mindset works, like how that played into having a self-care practice, how it um, having a negative self-talk really hurt my mindset. Um, so now I really am a firm believer that, like you said, mindset, I say is mindset is everything. Because if you don't have a good relationship with, with yourself or your, your mind or that self-talk or that inner voice or any of those things, it's really hard to heal. Uh, because I always had that super hard on myself, kind of a perfectionist type of mentality for a long time. And mm -hmm. I had to really work on that. So when we choose not diet, what do we do? Um, you choose no diet. <laughs> so first off, you have to... <laughs> You yeah. have to be willing to realize that, you know, it's not serving you any longer. So like if mm. you were a, a dieter um, like me, I was, you know, living by low carb or no carb or um, 500 calories a day sometimes. And I was playing sports and I know that was totally not good. If you're totally exercising two and three times a day, you definitely need more than 500 calories. But I know um, that's what I was living by because I was strict to those numbers. And mm -hmm. I say no diet now. Um, just because our bodies actually can tell us what we need. It just takes a little while to start listening. If you've ever been on a diet, you lose that. You're mm -hmm. always looking at that, you know, the next meal at three o'clock or the next snack or the next um, salad or, you know, those things that you think you should do when you're on a diet. And then when you get off of that, you really have to work on that mindset or that mentality to, to get away from those rules, the diet culture rules. Mm -hmm. And and how do I hear my body? Um, just, mm -hmm. Sure. How, how yeah, do I so it, it took me a while. So I started recovery eight years ago, and only within the last five or six years have I really been able to listen to my body. So that first three years or so, I was kind of unsure, didn't know how. I, have, I would have, you know, ice cream for dinner because I didn't know if that was allowed. And I was, it was kind of all over the place at first. And then um, it may sound scary or weird to some people that's you know never started to listen or lived by diet rules or anything. But I know that, like I said, within two or three years, I really started learning. My body liked dark chocolate and, and collard greens and, and things that were actually healthy and also not healthy sometimes. But it's kind of a mix of both. Just letting go of those those um, rules that you place on the food in order to have a better relationship with how to listen to your body because babies do. <laughs> I'm just going to use that as an example. Mm -hmm. um, my son, you know, he's two now going on three. Um, when he was a baby, all babies, they know when they're hungry, they'll cry or they'll just not eat. They really are intuitive eaters. We just lose that whenever we get on a diet or get older or we just forget. So we really have it. It just takes a while to, to tune back in. And how do you help someone who doesn't have a clue how to go about it like because i know you work with people and uh, you are helping them move into that direction how, how do i just get started to to feel it to know it 
if, if I have lost that uh, feeling or that uh, knowledge that I can listen to my body? I think the first thing is just be willing to start, to be willing to say, okay, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but just have that that belief that you know that it's possible because I didn't think that I, I didn't think I could not look at the menu before I go out to dinner. I thought I would be, you know, that girl that I can only have a salad or I can only have this because I always used to do that. Um, but really just telling that person or parent or kid or anyone that's kind of in that um, frame of uh, how do I start? You just have to start. <laughs> you have to start by be willing to, to take a step, even if you don't know how. You just have to try. But I don't have to throw away the skills, do I? Um, you, you should. <laughs> because so, Well, I so, say you should, so, yeah. So how am I going to know how, I mean, if I'm going to just eat whatever comes to my view and uh, I listen to my, how, how will I know when I have had enough or too much? So that took me a while too. So I'll always give the example to people and all this may sound like what in the world at first, but that first um, several months, I didn't know if I liked it. I didn't know if I liked pizza or if I wanted a grilled chicken or if I wanted fish. I did not know my house kind of looked like a buffet for a little while. I would eat a couple of different things because uh, my triggers whenever I was going through anorexia were sugar and carbohydrates. And I know after working with a lot of people, they fear that because sugar and carbs and um, fat and those things they say are bad, but our body needs those just in certain amounts. But mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, I had to learn to like throw away that scale because it kept me stuck. If I didn't see the number I wanted or the, you know, oh, I gained this amount of weight in a week or two weeks. And because when I was anorexic, I had to gain weight because I was severely underweight sometimes. Um, I just had to learn to not hold on to that number. I had to know mm -hmm. that my body was in that scale, did not need to control Kayla. It needed to be more than just, you know, this amount of weight in order to make me really heal myself. And that took a lot of mental mind, again, mindset, a lot of work, self-talk, all that to actually push myself away from it because I was weighing myself multiple, multiple times a day, um, too many times. So how do we also balance the body image to have a, and, and why is it important? How, if I'm not going to use the scales and I'm going, tell us how to go about that. Okay, so really um, self-love, that's like the first thing, and that's something I never had. I know I always was a people pleaser, and I always looked outside but never inside to myself. Mm -hmm. And I know I know what self-love or self-care was because I always tried to take care of everyone else but not myself. Um, so really, it's I feel like that's the first step is just being able to love yourself where you are. Maybe that's not where you want to be, or maybe that, you know, you don't see that as a possibility, but you just have to learn that first step of self-love and, and acceptance of who you are. And then you take baby steps moving forward. Nothing ever happens with big steps. It has to start small. Mm -hmm. And with the people that you work with and uh, with the experience that you have and uh, your concern about what it is that you eat and how your body image looks like, do, we, do you think or there is a standard out there, or there should be a standard out there where we say this is the body side that is supposed that you are supposed to have. 
this is the body size that is fit for ladies at uh, this age or things of that nature, sizes, weight. Do you think, do, you, do I think that there is a standard or do you think that there yeah, should yeah. be? Do you think there should be a standard? Uh, or I mean, is there a standard that we say this, this is what you have to be? This is how you have to look. I think society puts a standard on it, but I don't think that there needs to be a certain type because mm -hmm. everyone is different. Like every, I have a talk that I call everybody is beautiful, meaning that everybody is, is different, but everybody is beautiful. Um, that's kind of the, t the term I coined it just because I think that everybody is beautiful in their own way. So maybe someone is not, you know, smaller or someone's a little different, um, but it's whatever, you know, it's what makes us human. If we were all the same, it would be boring. So uh, I believe that, you know, there doesn't need to be a certain size this or a size that. Because, yes, like I said, society tells us that it should be a certain way. But in reality, not everybody's like that. Or if they are, um, and maybe it's not healthy. You know, it, I don't think there needs to be a certain, um, certain size reference. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So no size reference, no. The, the the image of my body is mine. Uh, what right. what I feel like eating that I feel is healthy. By the way, when we are saying that, and I'm talking to those who are listening out there, when you say that you listen to your body, is not uh, just eat whatever your body can take. You also consider what is healthy for you, even though you are not keeping the diet. You just can't go there taking everything that your body asks. As Kayla says, uh, you you uh, want sugar cups in plenty. No, you you have limits. You set limits. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. There's a balance. Like you know, that's because whenever I was a binge eater, I would constantly binge on sugar and and mm -hmm. and the carbohydrates because I restricted so often. I craved them, and then when I would binge, I would just constantly have that. But then in then the next couple of days, I was sick to my stomach. I would always. Like I would be sweating, I would have, you know, horrible, be bloated because my body, my stomach was like a yo-yo. So mm -hmm. my body was reacting to all that sugar and carbs because it never had it for like weeks. And then it got it all at one time. So there is a balance. So I don't really think intuitive eating isn't all cakes and cookies, but it's not always salad either. So it's, it, it really is a mix of both. And we see you've got a lot of energy. Tell us how that comes to be. What do you eat on a daily basis? What do you, <laughs> what things do you do? Gives you that such. Okay. Um, so every day is a little different. Um, I feel like I always crave chocolate. That's just the fact. I don't know. I love chocolate, but there's all, I've had to kind of slow down on that because I have an ulcer and that kind of like irritates it. But I, uh, I do have chocolate probably almost every day. Not so much as I did, but almost, um, I really like a lot of things. I know I like a lot of avocados now. I like a lot of almonds. I like, um, I'm a meat eater too, so I like meat. Um, it just depends. Some days I really crave a lot of carbs and some days I really, I kind of eat with the seasons. If you really listen to your body, you crave what's in season. I've oh, noticed that. Okay. In the fall, there's like butternut squash and, and acorn squash. And in the summer, it's like cucumbers and tomatoes and those things. Um, I've really noticed that in my body too. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's good that you take the avocados. They say that uh, that's one of the healthiest things to yeah. eat. Uh huh. I put them in smoothies and other places, but I love smoothies. <laughs> oh, okay, I do too. 
Yeah, I love smoothies too. Uh, chocolate, uh, what what chocolate do you take? Like 75 or 85. <laughs> like, I like really dark. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dark chocolate. So mm -hmm. to those who are listening to us or watching us, uh, we are advocating for healthy eating, not just anything. Even though we say not diet, you go for healthy eating, stay fit and uh, stay energetic. And don't forget, yeah. don't forget a smile like that one of Kayla. Beautiful smile. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about self-esteem because it's one of the items in this show. Self-esteem. Uh, I, I, how was it when you were, you, you, you kind of didn't like how you looked back then, and uh, how did you come out of it? How did you get that self-esteem? Okay. Well, um, really, I didn't have it for a long time because I was always comparing myself to other people. Okay. Uh, in softball, I thought I needed to run better. I was a pitcher, so I thought I needed to pitch better. I needed to bat better. Um, so it really started for comparing myself. And that's where I started getting really bad self-esteem is because I wanted to be like everyone else. Um, and then through college, I was super hard on myself in school and my grades and those things. And then um, just kind of turned into like, panic attacks and like I said, depression and anxiety, had some suicidal thoughts, sounds selfish now, but I did. And then really the wake up call, as I'll call it, was a panic attack. So I had, um, I had some prior, but I didn't know exactly what all was going on. And I just know it felt weird. So mm -hmm. I started having really bad panic attacks. And then uh, one day I had one right before work and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Like I, I panicked and I just started really kind of breaking down and it would just scared me honestly it felt weird and it, it scared me um so i called my mother-in-law and she came over and um she basically said are you gonna live like this and i was just like no i'm, I'm tired of this you know i can't i wanted a kid i couldn't have a kid um, my hormones were messed up everything else was just kind of crazy feeling but it felt normal because i've done it for so long but i just woke up with a panic attack um, and that's what started me going towards self-esteem and recovery it didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted something different for my life. Okay. Did you seek some help or you, you just, I mean, you, know, you just uh, maybe studied something, had some, did you ask uh, for some specific help? I had to see a therapist. Um, there were no, in my area at the time, it's changed a little bit, but there were no like eating disorder recovery centers. Well, for one, my parents didn't really know what to do because they didn't really know what all I was doing. I didn't tell them everything. And then um, I started seeing a therapist for about a year. And then honestly, just my own journey, finding out about intuitive eating, doing a lot of personal development, doing a lot of internal work and just a journey. And I mean, it still is a journey for me to this day. Um, even though I'm recovered now, it's still a journey. And uh, it just really a lot of a lot of personal development and a lot of, like I said, therapists, but also my own journey of wanting to get better. That's cool. I saw you talk about self-confidence in one of your videos. Tell us about that because I think it's an interesting <laughs> perspective. <laughs> yeah. So I basically posted something um, the other day and it was just, it hit me. I was outside and I was just like, you know, there's a lot, and I'm still, everything I coach on, everything I do workshops about and help people, 
I still put these into my own life every day. Um, but I thought confidence comes with not being confident. The only way to get confident is just by doing it and doing it wrong or doing it the best that you can. And every step that you do, you gain more confidence. So really, it starts with not being confident at all. <laughs> yeah, and then you work at it and you start being yes. confident. Yes. That's a beautiful perspective. And I believe someone who's listening to us has got something from that. Now, uh, how do you gain a balance of life? Is there a balance uh, in your perspective and how do you gain it? Well, that's a good one. I'm still working on that. <laughs> now, after having a three-year-old, there's or, well, two, going to be three. Um, balance, honestly, you just have to make time for it. So kind of the self-care thing, if you don't make time for it, it'll take over. So um, I, in my own experience, like if you are constantly going, going, going and not making time for yourself, um, you'll never find that balance. You have to be able to, to start Again, start small, like we said earlier, but just start making time for yourself to find that work-life balance, family time, uh, I don't know, exercise, nature. I'm a, I'm a big outside person. I love being outside. So just start with working towards balance because if, if you never had it, you don't know how, but you just have to start finding something that you love, kind of mm -hmm. self-love again, but finding something that can bring you joy. Mm, that's good. So maybe you can go into detail of how you work with people and uh, the kinds of people, all the kind of people that you work with. You've mentioned them briefly, but uh, go into detail and how, how you work. Okay. So I work with parents. Um, just my own, like I said, my mom and dad, they did not know how to help me during my eating disorder or body image or any of that. Um, so I work with parents to help their kids. So the parents that have a child that are, you know, going through body image or self-esteem or an eating disorder, I work with those. And then also individuals that are going through body image, self-esteem and eating disorders. Um, I coach them. I do some workshops. Um, I do online coaching, virtual coaching, and then also in person. So kind of a mix of a little bit of everything um, just really to to raise awareness about body image, self-esteem, eating disorders, self-care, everything that that older Kayla did not know about. Um, so that's, that's my goal is to really help people. Um, I'll say, even if it's not an eating disorder, stop it before it starts into one. I know because parents sometimes think it's a phase. Um, it's not, it might, it might be, but it could not be. So just really raising awareness about those subjects. And uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm super talkative. I love to talk and I love helping people. And how do people connect with you? Sure. So my business is Wisdom in Wellness. Um, I do a self-love discovery call with everybody um, just to get to know them and see how we can work together. It's free. It's an hour long. Um, and then also I do, like I said, workshops. Um, I do speaking. I, I love to write. So I've been writing a book for a while. Um, but you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Kayla Douthit. Uh, Instagram, it's Wisdom, Wisdom in Wellness KY. And then, um, of course, Facebook is Wisdom in Wellness. Um, I think there's always a little bit of wisdom and a little bit of wellness. So that's how it started. <laughs> so yeah, all kinds of places. And your website. My website is uh, www.wisdominwellnessky.com. Um, and yep, I think it's on screen. I see it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's the website. So go to Kayla's website and connect with her. And um, yeah, get all this. And also, I forgot about that. I guess I should say, I have a podcast called What's Eating You. Mm, what's Eating You? That's a good title. Yes. Uh -huh. Thank you. How, how old is the podcast? Uh, a couple of years old. So I do it once a month. I took a little hiatus last year, but I do it about once a month right now. Um, I do a lot of personal development, um, a little bit of mindset, a little bit of, I'll say it, healing, not just eating disorders, but personal development, mindset, self-care. It's all in all in one place. So yeah, are you the only one who's presenting or do you have guests come and talk about it, those issues? have guests yeah it was me and then I also I have guests so I have different experts from different fields um I talked to a lady this morning it's going to be um in March and it's all about self-care and self-love and then the next one is going to be about stress um so there's a lot of different ways um that I try to help people hmm. how is the best what's the best way to break a habit well I read the book Atomic Habits that was a good book. I don't know. Uh, that was that's a good book if you haven't read it about habits. Um, mm -hmm. But the best way to break a habit is repetition, I think. So it's going to seem hard at first. Um, you know, I'll say the chocolate habit for me, like in order for me not to eat it every day, I probably got to eat it every other day and then maybe every two days and then but start um, start by doing it every day or making it a practice in your life. So if mm -hmm. it's a, a habit, um, maybe you don't be grateful. Like I'm a firm believer in gratitude. I love saying what I'm thankful for every day. So maybe you don't have that habit of writing down five things that you're grateful for, but every morning before you go to work or before you go to bed, write down five things, even if they're the same things, write them down. And then it becomes a habit the more you do it. Mm, so bit by bit, day by day, yeah. you break a habit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Thank you very much, uh, Kayla, for everything that you've shared with us on this episode. Uh, we Thank appreciate you. talking about mindset, body image, and self-esteem. Yep. And uh, we are coming to the end of this episode. Uh, those who are listening or watching, or even you get if you get to do so after we are through with this episode, uh, thank you for taking your time to watch. And please send us feedback, ask questions. We can always answer them even later. And don't forget to go to Kayla's website, wisdomandwellnessky.com. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Now, before you go, would you like to leave us with a few words that we should always remember? Which are they? The three what? Some few words. A few words, okay. But we should um, always remember. So I'm a quote person. So my favorite, one of my favorite quotes, I like a lot, but you were born an original, don't die a copy. I love that one. <laughs> wow, that's cool. So you were born an original, don't die a copy. <laughs> just, just be, yep. continue to be the original you in every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. Thank you yep. for sharing that. And um, that's just about it. We are through with the episode. Thank you for being our, our guest today.
You're welcome. Yes, this has been Now Tell Us. I have been your host, Anthony Moirore, and together with our guest today, Kayla Dautit, we say bye for now. Bye. <laughs>